All of us have problems, relational problems, emotional problems, spiritual problems. But those problems are really symptoms. The root problem is ears that have been deafened to the voice of God. And if you can't hear God's voice, you can't sing God's song and your life will be off key. Does God speak audibly? Absolutely. But that's a thin slice of his vocal range. When someone speaks in a whisper, you have to get very close to hear them. We lean into a whisper, and that's what God wants. The goal of hearing the Heavenly Father's voice isn't just hearing His voice. It's intimacy with Him. He wants to be as close to you as possible. Why? So you don't just hear His voice, you hear His heart. God is speaking. The question is, are we listening? And is He the loudest voice in our lives? Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Well, good morning, everybody. A big welcome to our Melbourne location. Put your hands together as we welcome Melbourne. Hi, guys. Everyone who's watching online, good morning. A big welcome. If it's your first time with us here today, delighted to have you with us. Uh, excited for this series that we're launching right now. Quickly, a shout out uh, down in Melbourne, our, our family in lockdown at the moment. We're believing and praying for you. Happy birthday to Stephen Marks, who's one of the key leaders in the team down there. Uh, had your birthday this week. Stephen and Zoe are a great, great couple. I also want to say a quick hello to Mark and Tanya Wardlaw, who are uh, part of our online uh, crew, leading online group. And, and to all of you out there who are watching, we just want to say hello, good morning, and God bless you. Put some love, come on, to all of our crew right now. Good morning. Ben, you've done a great job. You can head off to your, your seats right, right now. Well, today we are starting a four-week series that I believe could change your life. I believe this series could be one of those series that in 10 years' time, you look back on this October 2021 and say, God did something in my life and in my heart and I learned some things about how to hear God's voice that have changed everything for me. I wanna encourage every person here today, whether it's your first day or whether you've been coming to C3 Powerhouse for 20 years, uh, that there's, there's about three levels of how you can get the best out of this series that we're gonna look into the Word of God. The first, of course, is to be together in church, whether it's online, whether it's here, listening to the messages that are going to be preached morning and night over the next four weeks. Uh, you can then listen to it again on podcast or YouTube to get a little deeper into you. That's, that's the first. Uh, if you want to go a little bit deeper and you want to kind of get it into you a little bit more, you can buy the book, Whisper, uh, by Mark Batterson, the author of The Circle Maker, or, or you can go and get it online or listen to it on Audible, and that would be another way to just take it to another depth in your own heart. But if you really want to get the best out of it, if you really want this to get deep inside of you, then I want to encourage you over the next eight weeks to set aside four, it'll be about four hours, maybe a bit more, to be part of a small group in the life of our church. Uh, and every, pretty much all of our groups over the next four weeks are going to be watching a 10-minute video, uh, some from Mark Batterson, some from myself, about the topic of hearing God speak to you. And then this 
discussing it and learning from one another and how we learn, how we all hear from God. And we're gonna grow deeply as we gather together in groups. And we'll tell you more about how to do that later on. Are we good? All right, uh, Dr. Dr. Alfred Tomatis is a, a famous uh, guy for 50 years who worked in the area of the voice and the throat and speaking. And he came across his most curious case in 50 years. A very well-known opera singer mysteriously lost the range, the upper range of his um, ability to sing certain notes at the top level of his range. He couldn't sing them. They, they weren't quite sure why he could no longer hit the notes that he used to be able to hit. And he went to all sorts of specialists and the different specialists initially thought maybe it's a problem with his vocal cords. Maybe it's a problem uh, with, with, with something to do with his, his throat. But after a while, Dr. Tomatis, as he tested him, realised that he'd lost part of his hearing range. They did some tests with a sonometer and they realised that when an opera singer, when he sang a metre away from him, the decibel level of, the, of his voice was 140 decibels. That's a little louder than a jet aeroplane taking off from a fighter craft ship. Okay, and so literally, and some of you are like, that sounds like church worship. No, that's not it. We try and keep it in the 80s. Okay, just so you know. But literally, he deafened part of his range through the sound of his own voice and could no longer hear certain notes. And here's the problem. The voice can only reproduce the sounds that the ear can hear. So he didn't have a speaking problem. He had a hearing problem. I believe that for many of us as Christians and as believers, the challenges that we often misdiagnose, I've got this problem and I've got that problem, but the reality of our problem more often than not is not a speaking problem or a doing problem, it's a hearing problem. See, when you learn to hear the voice of God, that's an answer to a thousand problems that you and I will face for the rest of our lives. In the book of 1 Kings, we have a story about Elijah and it says in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 11, the Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord for He is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart, shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. Now God can speak through earthquakes and He spoke to Moses through a fire, but, but often those occasions in our life that are interruptions prepare us and get our attention to hear the whisper of God. And as a, as a dad for years, I would you know, whisper to my children and, and you know, try and draw them close and close and close. And the aim wasn't so much that they would hear me, I just wanted them close so I could give them a big hug. I got you. And that's one of the main reasons that God will whisper to you and I. It's not just that He wants us to hear Him, He wants us to get close. I want to tell you four things about God's voice. And if you've never really recognised God speaking to you, here's the thing, He wants to speak to every one of us. 
He wants to speak to each person. And I want you to know four things about hearing God's voice. And we're gonna say these at the beginning of every message throughout this month because it's really important that we get these four things. The first thing is that the, the, the aim of hearing God's voice is relationship. The aim of hearing His voice is intimacy with God. He wants relationship with you. He wants relationship with me. That's why we need to learn to hear the whisper of God. The second thing I want you to know is this. The tone of God's whisper is always loving. It's always loving. He is so in love with you, so crazy in love with you. Now, there might be occasions where His voice brings us some tough love. There might be moments where God says something to us that we don't want to hear, but we need to hear. But the tone is always love. And the third thing I want you to know of the four is this. If you want God to speak to you, if you want Him to speak into your heart, if you want Him to speak regularly to you, well, here's the thing. You can't cherry pick what you want to hear and what you don't want to hear. You can't go, well, I'm listening to that, but I'm not listening to that. I want some comfort, but I don't want conviction. No, if you want to hear God speak, you have to listen to everything that He says. And number four is this, to hear Him, you need to tune in. You need to turn down some other competing noise, which is trying to distract us from hearing God's voice. That's the four things. So what does it mean to tune in to God? How do, how do we tune in? Well, lots of, the, lots of you, particularly some of the fellows, will recognise this, that the news is an important hour that we get to watch. And, uh, and you know, actually, it's not really. It's got worse and worse over time. But, but particularly on a Saturday night, normally we sit up with the family for a meal, but Saturday night's a little more casual and, and we'll sort of watch watch the, the, the news a bit and mute it at different points and mute it in the ads and interact. But it comes to the most important part of the news hour that we all know what it is. It's the sport. And when we get to the sport, there's some other members of my family who don't have the same passion that I do about sport. And they start yabber, yabber, yabbering on while the sport's on. And if the TV's turned down quite low, and even if it is the sound of a whisper, I want to tune in, but I can't tune in because the voices are too loud. And it's the moment that dad and mum who's come on this journey with me and supports me at this moment says, okay, quiet, we're listening to the sport. Come on, just I might be helping somebody here today, I know. So here's the deal. There are things that will go on and on and on and it will drown out God's voice if we're not careful and we need to learn to tune in. It's a front-footed thing. What can, what can drown that out? What, what do we need to tune out to? Well, our own self-negative talk can be something that God's trying to speak lovingly and we've got this negative self-talk going on. Maybe it's the voice of criticism. We've heard criticism for so long, it's hard to hear God because we don't recognise the tone of the love that He speaks to us in. Maybe it's conformity and we're just trying, listening to conformity, we're trying to fit in. Maybe it's we're being bombarded with culture, with, with media, with news, with social media and it's so overwhelming, it needs to be turned down so that we can tune in to God. Or maybe it's a voice of condemnation. The enemy, the Bible describes him as the accuser of the brethren. He's the enemy of your soul and he will go on and on and on to accuse you and pull you down, to deafen you and I to the voice of God. But when we learn to lean in 
to God. When we learn to hear His voice, we'll discover the song of our life. We'll be able to sing the song of our life only if we can hear the song of our life. You'll discover your identity. You'll discover your destiny. And you'll discover answers to thousands of problems. Why? Because we learn to tune in to the voice of God. Now, God obviously does speak audibly, as we heard Mark Batterson say, but He doesn't. That's not the main way. I've personally never heard God speak audibly, but I've heard Him speak in a multitude of different ways. I've never heard Him speak through a donkey. I've never heard Him speak through in a fire, but I've heard Him speak to my heart multitudes of different ways. Being pastors of this church as a result of a whisper from God to my heart. Being married to Danielle as a result of a whisper of God, first to her heart and then to my heart. This uh, starting Melbourne, our location in Melbourne is a result of a whisper from God to our heart. Jeremy and Lisa are going to New Zealand to plant a church as a result of a whisper of God into their heart. Now, in the book, Whisper, Mark Batterson outlines seven languages of God, seven languages. Now, it's not comprehensive, it's not all-inclusive, but these are seven that we're going to look at together over the next little while. We're going to look at Scripture. We're going to talk about that today, the key of keys. We're going to look at desires. We're going to look at doors, dreams, how God uses people to whisper to us, how He prompts us with an inner voice and how pain can actually be a way that God speaks to us. And this is gonna be a wonderful journey together. It's a little bit like if you imagine learning a new language. You don't learn a new language immediately. A language of God is something that over a period of time, we go on a journey to hear God speak to us. I'm not sure how many of you speak more than one language. Give me a wave today. Put it in the chat if you speak more than one. Have we got anyone who speaks more than two languages? Come on, give me a wave. Three, anyone who speaks three or more languages? Okay, four, have I got four? Anyone, put, put it in the chat right now if you're watching. Okay, impressive, smart people. Well, together we're gonna learn seven of the languages of which God speaks to us. It might take us a period of time or a journey. Some of them might seem foreign at first. I used to be what I call a dream atheist. I didn't believe that God would speak to me through dreams or actually others. But I went on a journey and Pastor Teresa helped us go on a journey to learn the language of dreams of how God speaks to us. This is going to be a wonderful series as we lean in together. So today I want to talk about the most important of the ways that God speaks to us. Uh, Mark Batterson calls it the key of keys. It's the Scripture, the Word of God. The Word of God is not just our starting point. The Word of God is the final authority of all matters relating to faith and doctrine. It's the starting, middle and finishing point. It's not just a truth or my truth or your truth. It's the truth with a capital T. In a culture, come on, give the Lord some praise for the Word of God. In a culture that we live in that, that celebrates tolerance higher than truth and tells you that you can learn your truth and I can learn my truth, the reality is that God is the creator of the world, is truth, and He's established truth that can't be changed no matter what your opinion or my opinion is. He is the God of heaven and earth. And the Scripture 
is the way that we interpret all the other ways that God speaks to us. It's the key. If I was to give you a map right now and send you on a journey, then at the bottom of this map would be what we call a key. And the key would have a scale. A centimetre equals this much, this length. And, and when you see this, that's a river. And when you see this, that's a freeway. And when you see this, that's a, a, a mountaintop. And when you see this, that's a, that's a petrol station. It's a key to the map. And the Bible is the key to all of the voices and the ways and the whispers that God will speak to us. God will never speak to you in a way that will contradict the themes of His truth and the Word of God. So we have to be very careful because often our emotions will pull us in a certain direction to think that that's what God's saying. But the question is, does it line up with the Word of God? That's why it's the key of all keys. Now, the Bible was composed by more than 40 writers over 15 centuries in three languages on three different continents. 40 writers, 15 centuries, three languages, and three continents. Now, here's the thing. Although it tackles many complex issues, the Bible never contradicts itself. Although it's challenging at times to understand and and get to the bottom of, the reality is that the Bible has a theme and themes that flow all the way through it. It doesn't contradict itself. How can that be a book written over 1,500 years by, by 40 authors? Only possibly because there is one author, one inspirer, who behind the Bible spoke to the, the ones who recorded it and they recorded it through the breath, the breathed inspired Word of God. Now, I like books and I like reading books, but the Bible is set set apart from normal books by multiple ways. But let me just tell you about two today. The first, the Bible tells us this, that it's living and it's active. It's living and it's active. We don't just read the Bible. The Bible reads us. The Bible's alive and it's integrating into our life. The Holy Spirit who inspired the Bible writers to record things inspires you and I when we listen and read the Word of God. He quickened it to the writers and He then quickens it to you and I. It's alive and active. The Bible, here's the other thing about the Bible is you never get to the bottom of the Bible. Come on, Melbourne, right now. Just put it in the chat. I've got a lot more reading to do right now. It never gets old. There are layers after layers after layers of truth in the, in the Word of God. It's timeless and it's timely. A theologian, J.I. Packer, said this, every Christian worth his salt should read the Bible at, right through at least once a year. Now, that can be quite challenging. I'm sure not many of us all do that, although we might try. But here's the thing. The goal is not to get through the Bible. The goal is to get the Bible through us. The goal is to get the Bible into our thinking. And that happens time after time as you read it and it soaks in and it soaks in. One of my favourite photos is a a photo of my dad reading the Bible. I'm going to put it up on the screen behind us. It's a photo of my dad and pretty much particularly through my teenage years, I would come out of uh, my bedroom in the morning and it'd be somewhere between 5.30 and 6 o'clock and my dad would be sitting there beside the wood stove with his feet in the bottom of the wood stove, keeping him warm. uh, And he would be reading that green living Bible. It was just, it was like you could set... 
uh, the calendar to it. Dad would be there and then he'd make mom a cup of tea. This is what would happen. And I watched as that Bible uh, over my upbringing got through his life and the, his demeanour and the way he talked and the way he acted and it set a standard for me. Uh, one of my uh, favourite possessions here is, it's not my dad's uh, living Bible, but it's an equivalent of it. And it sits on the shelf in my office as a reminder to me that I'm called to the Word of God and I'm, I'm building on a heritage that my father has laid for me as, as a normal farmer Christian who loved the Word of God. I've tried over, over my life as a dad to read the Bible on a daily basis in a, in a place that my children can see as that same example. So here's the next photo. This is me a little early in the morning. Uh, and uh, and ex excuse the pink behind me. That was Danielle styling. Uh, <laughs> Got the Ugg boots on, so that means it's probably winter time with the, with the comfy tracky pants. And, but I've always tried to read the Bible on a daily basis because I want my children to know that the Bible is the Word of God and it's the foundation for our family. I try not to read it out of, I try to have an, an actual hard copy so that they can see that it's a hard copy. Dad's not just playing on his phone. Just, that's just me. That's just me. Charles Spurgeon said this, a Bible that's falling apart usually belongs to someone who isn't. Is your Bible falling apart today? The goal of Bible knowledge is not knowledge. I'll say that again. The goal of reading the Bible is not just to get Bible knowledge because the Pharisees who Jesus rebuked so often memorised books of the Bible. They knew it back to front. But the problem with knowledge is knowledge puffs us up and we become proud and we can almost make it become, uh, uh, make an idol out of the Bible because the Bible is not the end of itself. It's a way for us to speak to God and to hear the whisper of God into our heart. Even the devil quoted Scripture so you know that we, the key to the, the Word of God is actually the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you and I. If the, Bible's, if the Bible's the map, then the guide is the Spirit of God who interprets and He, this is what the Bible says, He quickens the Word of God. That word quickens literally means resurrects. So when you read the Bible, the Holy Spirit resurrects words. He breathes it to you and I. Now here's the thing, if you need the, if want the Bible to speak to you and make sense, then you need to have the guide or the interpreter on the inside. That's the Holy Spirit. And maybe you're here today going, I tried to read the Bible and it was boring or seemed irrelevant. My question to you, did you do it because of your relationship with God to hear Him speak to you? And do you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you? He is the interpreter, the guide for the Word of God. That's what, that's what He's here to do. Now, I want to lay a few things out. This is our theme for the year, going deeper in the Word of God. And so I want to lay out just four simple hermeneutical principles. Okay, let's stay with me for a moment. A hermeneutical principle is really, it's just the, 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 the way that we interpret the Bible. Okay, so today we're all going to become Bible scholars just for a few moments. So here's, here's the thing. When you're reading the Bible, you've got to, the first principle is this. You've got to understand what type of book it is you're reading. There's 66 books in the Bible. And if you don't understand what type of book you're reading, you're going to get confused. Some of the book, books are historical books. 
Four about Jesus, or four different people giving a perspective of Jesus' life. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Great place to start in the Bible if you've never read the Bible before. Acts. So some are historical. Some are books of prophecy about the future. If you don't understand what's being written about, then that's going to help. You won't really get that particular part. Some are songs. Some are romantic songs. Come on, somebody, you can just get there. The Song of Solomon. Some are lamentations. They're like depressing songs. And if you're reading it for a pick-me-up and you don't realise that this is lamentations, this is going to be tough. Some of them are books of wisdom. Some of them are letters that have been written to individuals or to churches. So the first thing is understand what the type of book is. I'm going to help you do that in a moment. The second thing is make sure you let Scripture interpret Scripture. So scripture, so we don't just take, we go, oh, I've got this opinion and I found a random verse that backs up my opinion and I'm going to pluck that out and I'm going to apply that to my life. No, we let the Bible interpret the Bible. And so what we're looking for is themes through the Bible, not just random verses in the Bible. Sometimes I read a random verse, I'm like, that just does not make sense to me. So I've got to go a bit deeper. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, so we're looking for themes. Okay, we've got to understand the culture of the day to who it was written, the language of the day. You've got to read the verse in context. You've got to read it in context. I'll give you an example. Let's just say I write a letter to my children because a lot of the Bible is letters. I write a letter to my kids. Hey kids, we're going away for a week. The pool man is going to come and fix the pool and put a lot of acid in it. Don't swim in the pool. We'll be back at the end of the week Love you, Dad. Now, let's just imagine one of my kids, six weeks later, grabbed a line out of that and said to the other kid, don't swim in the pool. Dad said it. Here it is in writing, in the letter. And you're, and you're like, oh, I thought we could swim in the pool. But here's the thing. You took that, that's taking one verse out of the context of the other verses. And so there's some things in the Bible where Paul writes, he says, so let the women be quiet in the church. And some people are like, okay, yeah, my moment. That's awesome. What do you mean Pastor Danielle's up the front with a microphone? Well, you've got to understand, don't take a verse out of context. Understand who it's written to, what it's being written about, and what are the themes of the Bible to help us interpret the Bible. Are we making any sense today? All right. So I love, this is what I love to do. Uh, I love to read my Bible with a really simple study, uh, a Bible study book with me. And it's on my phone. I'm going to give you a little tip here today. I have the Takata app on my phone. Okay, it's a, it's a Bible app. And you can download all sorts of Bible versions. And what's really good is you don't need to be in a, a, in a Wi-Fi to get it. You can just, so I've got five versions of the Bible on my phone. And then I've got some study Bibles. And if you're looking for a starting place for a study Bible, you can down, buy them on here and I'll have it on your phone. You could have the, this would be the one I'd recommend, the, the Spirit-Filled Life Bible. Brilliant study Bible or the NIV study Bible. You can download it. And so when I go to read a book of the Bible, I'll go to it and I'll go, who's it written to? What kind of book is it? It gives me the context. You don't need to be a Bible scholar. It's just so easy. Or if there's a verse I don't understand, I'll just go in there. I'll read it in a few different verses, uh, different uh, translations, or I'll look at some comments about it. Really great way to go deeper in the Word and to understand and interpret the Bible. Are we doing all right here this morning? I want to help you today. So we've got the Holy Spirit. He lives inside of us. 
and He's quickening us as we read the Word of God. So when we read the Word of God, this is how the whisper of God comes. The Spirit of God will bring something alive to you. Now, you're like, okay, is it, is it like a megaphone? No. Do we see an invisible hand go with a highlighter across the page? Not yet for me. Uh, is it like an audible voice? If I'm listening to it on an audible series, does it get louder and I know that's the quickening? No. It just jumps out. It stands out. It, it's, it grabs your attention a little more than the other. Sometimes you feel the presence of God come on you as you read that verse and you know it's strong. It's just, and so sometimes I'll read through a passage and I didn't get it, so I'll go back and I'll read through again. And I'm talking to the Holy Spirit. You're the guide, bring this alive to me. And when He does it, this is what He does. He can, he can help me with a theme that God wants to establish in my heart. He can be giving me guidance about some decisions that I need to make. That's the whisper. He can give me a promise or something that has creative power for my life. He can be encouraging me. He can be convicting me. He can be bringing healing to me. And that's the primary way that God is gonna speak to, to us is the Word of God. Now, this is what I do to help me get that Word of God into me and to, to tune, turn things down and tune into God. Because it's not just the reading, it's the reading slowly. It's not just trying to get through it. Sometimes if I find my brain is super distracted while I'm reading, I just start reading the Word out loud. Because I'm, I'm like, I've got this thought and that thought and this thought and I'm trying to read the Bible and Jeremiah is just not doing it for me. So I just have to start reading it out loud and slowing myself down. Then when I find that verse that God's spoken to me, I, I, just, I, I just write it at the top of my journal. Just write it down. And I just reflect, well, what's God saying to me about this? And we've talked about the soap technique. What's my observation? What's God saying to me? Why, why is God whispering this voice to you today? Why is God whispering these thoughts to you today? Not, not just so you can memorise something, not just so you get knowledge, but why is He whispering it? And I write down why I think He's whispering it. I, I'm part of a group of guys who are committed every day to sharing the verse that God gives them for that day on a little, on a little um, social media group. And so we just, each day, sometimes we'll put a full journal. I wrote this in the journal and other days it'll just be a verse, but it's a great accountability deal to see that we're reading the Word of God and God's speaking to us. And that'd be a great thing to do as part of a group, just to kind of encourage each other in hearing the Word of God. Some verses are very significant and I need to memorise them. Some words are words that God's given me so that I need to speak them. And I, so I take those particular ones. The next photo is just a sample of, on my prayer wall of what I've done. Uh, and it's, it's just a range of Bible verses that I printed, printed up. And we're gonna throw that one up here. And it's just, it's just scriptures and I'll go through it. So I'll get in my, my study and I'm praying and I'll go through because I don't just wanna hear the Word of God. I want that Word to get in me and I wanna speak it. And it's got power and it's got creative power. Not every verse I hear, but some that are significant and I write it down and I speak it and I declare it. The goal is to get more of God in our life and He's speaking every day. The question is, are you listening? You can put that down. Can we get a keyboard to stop right now? Can we close our eyes? 
together online, Melbourne, would you close your eyes? Those who are unable to be here on the coast, close your eyes. Those joining us from around about in this room. Father, today we just quiet ourselves. you're saying today, God, no matter what you want to say, I want to hear you speak to me. I just want you to raise your hand right now. No matter what it is, I want to be a person that you whisper to regularly. Put it up high. Come on. Sometimes we can be a bit afraid. What's he going to say? Remember what we started with? The tone's always loving. He always loves us. So Father, today, I pray for every person listening to me that even more importantly, they would hear you. Whisper to us today. What's God saying? Just wait. What's He saying to your heart? Maybe He's talking to you about your Bible reading. The key of keys. Maybe He's just telling you that He loves you. That He sees you. That He's pleased with you. Whatever it is, tune in to His voice. Father, I pray today over our church. I pray that our hearts would be tuned to You. I pray that the distractions and the other voices would be turned down and that we draw nearer to You to go deeper in our relationship with You. Open our ears. Bless us, I pray, in the Name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, Melbourne, I'm going to hand you back to Tobias right now. We love you, Toby. We love all our Melbourne crew. Let's put our hands together for all of our Melbourne fam. God bless you.